would she be dressed formally like him, and feeling just as out of place, as though they were playing parts in a stage opera. He took a few more steps, and realized that the sudden intake of air made him see stars, so he paused just outside the room. From his peripheral view, Ben Fu saw Juan Hui was seated strategically in one of the two hand-carved rosewood palace chairs that Ben Fu's mother was so proud to have had shipped in from Hong Kong. He could also tell that her attention was turned to his mother's beloved tank of goldfish, her eyes most likely following the brightly colored fish as they gracefully glided around. Ben Fu entered the room. He avoided looking at his mother because he knew she'd be impatient with his tardiness. Instead, he focused on the empty chair that sat opposite Juan Hui. He studied the familiar carving of a deer standing under a peach blossom tree, the scene on the chair that he'd seen a million times before, and had even traced with his own chubby toddler fingers. His eyes followed the graceful curved arms and lingered down the legs to the paw-like forms that grasped the floor. Finally, with nothing else to save him, he glanced at Juan Hui. Then he looked away before he could even completely grasp what she looked like. Standing on either side of her, his mother and hers watched him silently, waiting for his response at seeing his future wife for the first time. Ben Fu looked around, trying to find his father. He wished fervently that Ba would come into the room and give him some moral support in this world of feminine charades that he knew nothing about. Say something, Ben Fu, his mother said her voice sounding foreign at her obvious attempt to soften her usually brisk tone. Ben Fu felt heat flood his neck and face. Why wasn't he prepared for this moment? They'd talked about it for years, but if they'd ever coached him, he'd be damned if he could remember what it was he was supposed to do or say. He stole another glance at Juan Hui. Her gaze remained on the floor. Clearly she'd listened more raptly to lessons on how to act on the day she met her fiancé. It all began to come back to him. The first moments were indeed to be orchestrated carefully. At dinner the night before, he'd been reminded about the goose that his father would enter and present it to Juan Hui's mother as a symbol of their son's promise. The family was supposed to keep the goose alive and set it in a family pond to thrive on its own. He should say hello. Yes, that was the first thing she told him to do. Ni hao shao ju... Uh... Ben Fu said, finally looking full on at her, stumbling when it came to saying her name and then giving up. At his greeting, she looked up and met his eyes, something that would have never been allowed a few decades before, and she smiled demurely. And he was right. She didn't look as he'd imagined all these years. She was pretty, not beautiful, but still easily in the category of women who could brag about their looks. She also struck him as somewhat mysterious. He studied her as he waited for a response. She looked small, almost diminutive in the chair that looked huge around her. She'd also dressed traditionally, donning a long, modest gown of midnight blue, a colorful peacock embroidered over her breast with its multicolored feathers entangling her sleeve like a rainbow of flowers. Her hair was the glossiest black he'd ever seen, but wasn't allowed to hang loose. Instead, it was woven into a tight braid that fell over her shoulder, so long that the tip of it hung in her lap. She appeared older than the fifteen years she was supposed to be, but it could have been because of the beauty mark above her mouth. It was quite large, 
and Ben Fu wondered if it was real or painted on for dramatic effect. That led his eyes to her lips, and as he watched, they parted gently, showing a tiny line of exquisitely perfect teeth. For a moment, Baba interrupted the line of thought as he finally entered the room. Dressed in his best meeting clothes with his own hair slicked down and parted to the side, Ba looked almost as nervous as Ben Fu felt. With one hand, he wiped away beads of sweat from his upper lip. Under his arm, he held a white goose, and he walked softly and quietly so as not to disturb the animal. Tradition also said that if the goose stayed quiet during the transaction, it meant the groom had a good, calm personality. Otherwise, it would mean that Ben Fu held a quick and inhospitable temper. Ben Fu remembered that for weeks his mother had bemoaned finding the perfect goose until just the night before when she declared victory and promised the bird had been found. A goose of just the right weight.